Life is a series of circles and cycles, phrases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to It's Your Life with James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr., two motivational speakers that are here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. Join James and Ray and get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr., Hello out there. Welcome to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. Wow, Ray, we got a fantastic show set for our viewers today. Man, I'm, I'm, I am so excited and so thrilled uh, that we got some you know, extraordinary guests that's going to come on and, and share their thoughts and their views about uh, their life and, and you know, what makes them the person that they are. Man, it's 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 been a, it's been a beautiful week. It's just looking back at everything that's been going on, it's, it's nice to have some uh, some motivations and some excitement when uh, we all getting tired of being in the house. You know, so. <laughs> I know how that is. I, I'm man. sitting here. I got, I got now. Doctor Joy in here is with me too. So we missing you because I know you back there in Dallas again. Hey, <laughs> how you doing, Doctor Joy? I'm doing great. We do miss you. <laughs> hey, you know I, I will be back real soon. Just got back. Uh, uh, this past week, and you know, I tell you, Ray, don't know what you've been doing all week, man, but it's been extremely, extremely busy. Yeah. Uh, been extremely busy. Uh, I mean, a lot of things happened uh, this week. Uh, uh, a new book deal uh, for his audio book. Love uh, it. A couple of podcasts. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, featured in magazines, and you know, I tell you, life is good. Man, we just started this a couple months ago. It's your life radio is picking up pretty quickly right now. So it's, it's a beautiful thing. And, and, uh, you know, I just been, been working on myself and, and helping my kids stay focused on school. You know, uh, with the whole thing with the show today is called from average to extraordinary. And we have some man. extraordinary guests and extraordinary people that are involved in what we're doing today, man. And it's just, uh, you know, it's, Sometimes you get you get stressed out in life and everything is going uh, different than what you expected. But, uh, you know, for you to stay focused and stay you know positive and stay motivated and, and trying to to go to the next level, it's, it's a great thing to see. And uh, some of these people just just kind of motivate you and, and inspire you to be better. Man, you, you're absolutely right, man. But uh, a lot of people don't know it takes a lot uh, to go from average to extraordinary. I mean, I believe that you have to know who you are because we all are born with what we call the same birthrights. Uh, but we also born with this thing that, you know, once we discover what that is, uh, that brings out the best in us. And and I tell you what, Ray, uh, I got a, a short video I want to play be- before we get uh, headed into this. Uh, can, can we do that? Yeah, let's do it. Really get a chance to know who you are. And once you know who you are, you truly know who you are and love who you are. Love who you are. You're a masterpiece. Love who you are. Love who you were born to be. Love, love me some me. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, there is no bad decision unless there is no plan. Create, collaborate, commit with confidence. Commit with what? Commit with what? And everything that you do. If you can see it here, you can do it. 
You might not be able to see it with the physical eyes. But if you can see it here, you can do it. Don't let anyone tell you that you cannot do it. And if you love yourself, you got confidence, you can share yourself, you can be who you are. It doesn't matter. You step up with confidence. You are a masterpiece. You are leader. Well, you know, that's the first thing to a person identifying themselves uh, that reaching the milestone that, hey, I'm not average. I can be anything I want to do. I can all I have to do is just believe in myself and know what my capabilities are and just go out and do it. Yeah, I mean, so, you were bring, you were bringing that energy. That was like a southern pastor energy you was bringing right there. I'd say it took took me way back to when I when I was back in 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 Maryland and and back in Georgia. It's like, man, I feel good right now. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. But you know that the the great thing, JC, was that you know uh, growing up, I had some amazing people that inspired me. Uh, you know, my grandfather. I always talk about him, and when he told me that you know better, you do better. How it it motivates me, and I'm I'm so excited to welcome uh, this guy, this amazing person that actually brought me into the world, uh, my father to the show. D- JC, you want to introduce him? Absolutely. You know what? I'm gonna tell you, uh, this guy. I've been, I mean, following him. Had an opportunity to meet him a couple of times. Uh, you know, out of all the sports in the world, out of all the athletes in the world. I, 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 this is my favorite athlete. Uh, uh, and, you know, not just that, but a great person. You know, let me tell you a little bit about the great Sugar Ray Leonard. Legendary sports icon, probably the mo- most well-known boxer in, on the planet. Olympic champion, Hall of Famer, philanthropy, best-selling author, television personality, ringside analyst, of course, we all know he's a six-time world boxing champion in five different divisions. Sugar Ray Leonard has established a legacy that epitomized boxing and invoked the reveres of a champion. He is also the founder of the Sugar Ray Leonard Foundation, which commit to funding life-changing research for pediatrics type 1 and type 2 diabetes and helping children build early healthy habits. Without any further delay, I would like to bring on the world champ, Sugar Ray Linda. How you doing, sir? I'm doing fine. Thank you so much. Welcome to welcome to the show, Pop. How you feeling, man? Uh, I'm feeling, you know what, Ray? Um, it's just been it's been quite difficult, like it is for everybody. I mean, um, you know, just not having the opportunity to go outside and, and take a walk or go to the store or whatever. Right. You know, I miss those things, and it's like uh, it's just like a bad that's like a movie, a bad movie. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, you we never expected this to happen. Yeah, you and I were were, were talking uh, the other day on, on on video, and I'm like, like, man, we both dying to get out of the house. We we normally traveling together during this time, right. so it's, it's 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 crazy. You know, my mind. I'm sure. Like normally, I, I'm very uh, casual and non confrontational, but uh, since this um, this virus, this quarantine. It's like it's. I'm, I'm short tempered. But, but I go outside. I run. I try to do something active and just try to stimulate my brain, my mind. Uh, work out. I just 
do things that keep my body going. It's no one's fault. You know, we're in this thing together. Right. And we're going to win this thing together. But it's just been, it's been a little tight. Yeah, yeah. Now, now I, I, I saw this video uh, just recently about, uh, you know, Mike Tyson, and, and he's throwing punches, and, and he, he's thinking about coming back. And then I saw your video that you posted of you punching the bag. Is, is there any chance that, that you might follow suit? The only way I would come back is the only way I would come back Ray, is to fight you. <laughs> because I know because I know I can win that. <laughs> no, I'm in a different weight class now. I don't know. <laughs> wake up, wake up, wake up. Yeah, I know, I know. I tried that before. It didn't work out for well for me. So. Oh man. <laughs> But we're talking about this show about, you know, from from average to extraordinary. And, uh, you know, it it was just amazing for me to witness uh, your struggle and how you became uh, to being a a superstar, not just outside the ring and inside the ring, but outside the ring as well. Um, So, you know, I I just want to ask you, like, what, what was your driving force to be successful? You know, I, I tell people um, to believe in yourself because if you don't, no one else will. It's also, I do the work. There's no shortcut to life. There's no shortcut to success. I mean, you want things, but you got to work for things. It's a sacrifice. And, you know, you've heard my, my speeches, determination, because determination is what turns everybody into a winner. And we all have it. We just... We just we all can't activate that that inner strength that that spiritual strength. You have to believe, and I, I you know I can't say anything further. You must believe in yourself. When I fought Hagler, Hearns, Duran, Benitez, I believed that I could win that fight. Mm. And it's not just physical; it's mental, psychological, and spiritual. Right. right. Wow. Hey, champ. I, I got a question. So, just like uh, Ray mentioned. Uh, what do you think is the secret for you going from not saying that you ever average, but to extraordinary? I mean, so uh, a lot of people want to want to know a little bit about that because uh, I mean, you really came out, set the world on fire, Olympics, and just 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 took over. What what was your secret? I, I think first and first and foremost, I believe again. I believe in myself, and I'll be redundant as much as I can because you have to believe that you can win, that you can succeed. I mean, life is not easy. You know, success is not easy. You have to prepare yourself, and you have to be willing to take the sacrifices and accept them. Um, people will tell you what you can't become because that's what they can't become. So you must sideswipe that, push that aside, and work hard. You know, check this out. When I Even before a fight, and even amateur fights, I would pray. I didn't pray no one, that I got that I would win. I prayed no one got hurt, and that was throughout my entire career, professionally and and amateur. Um, but I worked hard. Ray can tell you, I worked hard. Mm-hmm. Instead of doing two miles, I did five miles. Instead of doing uh, fifty sit-ups, I did a hundred sit-ups. I made sure that I could go the distance. Yeah, that that was that was the thing. Like, I was always, you know, like ask him like, like, why are you doing this extra? Like everybody else is doing this, but you're going above and beyond to to prepare yourself. And it was he was always talk about that that you know that extra reservoir that you build. Right. Um, but 
when we when we look back on it, I mean, because I know a lot of our, our audience and our fans are like, you know, okay, yeah, you know, you were just so talented that you could do whatever you wanted to, but it takes a lot of dedication to it. So, can, can tell me about the story when, when you first started, when you got punched in the nose by your brother and almost quit boxing. <laughs> well, hey, I tell you what, hey, hey, Sugar Ray, can you hold that thought uh, for yeah. one second? We're gonna have to take a station break, but we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk some more. Oh. It's your life. I'm James Cooley, <laughs> Ray Little Junior. Man, we. Just getting started. (laughs) James and Ray have more motivation and inspiration for life's challenges still to come with It's Your Life. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. It's Your Life is back. For more lessons on life, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Now here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. Wow, Ray, man, I uh, you was asking uh, Sugar Ray. Of course, can you uh, summarize that a little bit so the champion? Uh, yeah, I was. I was just. I was. I was coming back because you know so many of our youth and so many of our listeners and audience are. You know, we are so positive and we talk about motivation, but then you look back on it and say, you know, people were just way too talented. They could do it no matter what happened. But there is. You know, a, a process and some things you got to go through. So I asked my father about, you know, how he got started, you know, the trials and tribulations from when he got started, because uh, I remember a story he was telling me when he was like nine years old, he first started boxing. He wasn't really uh, <laughs> into it. <laughs> Can you tell us about that story? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I, my first encounter with boxing was because my brother Roger and Kenny, they took me down to number two boys club. I was like nine, eight or nine years old. And they, they put the gloves on me and I boxed this little kid and the kid hit me in the nose and I was like, that's it. So I took him off. I, I, because I'm, I'm non-confrontational. I'm, I'm not athletically inclined. I quit that. I quit for years. I came back when I was like fourteen, fifteen, when I was in Maryland, and it was either I found boxing, boxing found me, and we found each other. It was made to be. It was inevitable that I was a fighter, but not at that time uh, in Number Two Boys Club. But that's when things started for me. Right, but then, then, but then, then you came back. You came back, and and, and I came back a lot. Of time, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we know. We like, I think you have, you have the most comebacks in boxing history. So, <laughs> but but you you came back because you were uh, more ready and more focused to to actually you know take on the uh, the opportunities that were uh, afforded to you, and you know you told me a story about you running behind the school bus to yeah. to school, like like what. Does that do like how, how does you how did you come up with that to say I'm going to do more than anybody else? I don't know. I, it was one of those things where that I was I wanted to get in my road work, and I said I'm going to run the school, and I did that. And the kids were looking at me like he's crazy. He's not all there. But 
again, I was sacrificing. I was giving myself. I, I worked out as hard as I possibly could to be successful. It paid off. It hurt, but it paid off. Excellent. Wow. And that, now, you know, you know the, the thing is, like, we, we talk about it all the time that, you know, uh, you don't know the impact of that you have on, on people until you get able to get through your, your whatever you're doing in life and look back and, and see who you've affected and see the opportunities and things that you, you've done for people. Um, we have another guest. Uh, no, he named his name. His name is similar to yours. Mr. Sugar Rashad Evans, uh, the MMA legend and Hall of Famer. And uh, we talked the other day and he said that you inspired him. So I, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure if you, if, if you guys have ever talked to, if you even know that that you inspired him you know, with, with, with what he did to become a UFC lightweight, uh, heavy, like heavyweight champion. Um, but uh, Rashad, welcome to the show. Hey, what's going on, man? Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Good. Hey, how, you, how, how you doing, Rashad? One one thing about uh, I see with Rashad is he and I are born on the same day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, sir. <laughs> oh, welcome to the show, up, man. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate right. that. Thank you. Beautiful. So, so Rashad, thank, welcome to the show, man. I, I wanted to uh, to bring you in along with my father because you know we talked the other day, and and you know you talked about him inspiring you. So I just wanted to give you the opportunity to 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 speak to him and tell him you know kind of kind of what he meant to you. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I, I'm I'm so grateful that you decided to do what you did, Mister Atlanta, because you you inspired me to do what I'm doing right now and. I remember watching you as a kid and just watching, you know, uh, just your charisma, your smile. I remember your smile. And, and what it showed me was that you can be tough, but you didn't have to be mean, you know. And that's one thing I always, I always dug about you and I always, and I always liked that, you know. And then the fight that got me was, was, was the Hagelin Hearn fight where you showed that dog and then the Roberto Duran fight where you showed that you had that dog in you, you know what I'm saying? And that's what... That's what a lot of people didn't really know, and that's what I was like. That's, that 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 put me like a like that put you on like a whole another level of being that guy for me. So, you know, I, I appreciate you so much because it's like when when I when I took on a moniker as Sugar, I knew what was required in order to carry that name. You know, and, and part of with that Sugar moniker is you got to be sweet. So part of having that moniker, I knew. You know, gotta have that that, that shoe shine ability with those hands and be able to move slick, you know, and, and and be pretty and talk good and all those things. So, I was definitely uh definitely following in your footsteps. All right, I'm really happy to hear that, man. Very humble to hear that, and uh, yeah, keep it up, big guy. So, so it's it's Thank funny. It's that. funny that you say that because I asked Rashad this the other day. I said, I said, y'all going by the name Sugar. You you can't go into the ring and be <laughs> and be soft because I mean that's what people sure are, you know people are looking for that. You know, they, they, they name Sugar, so he should be. And, should be and, and back in the day, see in MMA, that was you know, that was MMA was such a sport where. It was nothing about it. it. Was pretty. It was such a greedy, gritty sport. So to have a name like Sugar, you know, when everybody had really uh, crazy names like Killer and you know Assassin and all <laughs> those kind of tank, names, you know, I'm coming in with a name like Sugar. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, so it, it's uh, it, it um, it kind of forged my character 
you yeah. know, say say the least, because it just kind of allowed me. See the see the thing about a fight is this right here. Like this person that's speaking to you right now, I can't fight. I, I you know what I'm saying I don't fight. But when I go through training camp and go through that whole process, and then it's it's, it's a metamorphosis into into a sugar, and, and when sugar comes out, that's when I get into the cage and I'm able to just let out all those things, you know, and just and just, and just get into the whole mindset of of being the entertainment of be, of letting go of all of my fears and, and every and all my doubts and everything and just letting it just be on display. That's that's funny you say that because my you know, my father always tell me like you no know, there's there's Ray Leonard the civilian and then there's Sugar Ray Leonard the fighter. Pop, can you can you can you tell him what the difference is and, and how you uh, uh, would transform yourself from you know how you are because you because you're a very uh, you know kind of kind of shy uh, you know, introverted uh, like 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 myself so. It just happens. I mean, it just it just happens. Bashar knows it just it's a natural thing, just a natural transition. Uh, once we enter that ring, it's it, we go to work. You know, Ray. It's like when you challenge me one time, you challenge to fight me one time. Hit <laughs> <laughs> you in the body. Yeah. See, see, this this what happens. So I, I came back from from playing football at Ohio <laughs> University, and in my freshman year, and I, and I was a little buffed, and I felt good about myself. And so I'm like, dude, I weigh way more than you, and I'm bigger than you, and I came in and I challenged my father to a fight. And I didn't. Now, when you say you challenge him, you like say, "Let's go outside and fight, like a real fight." Yeah, we in the kitchen. Like, oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like, "Let's go!" I'm like, what, what, "Come on, Slim, what you want to do?" Oh wow! <laughs> and, and, and he said, "You know what I do for a living, right?" <laughs> I'm like, "You old though. You old. You old. You can't beat me." And so, yeah, yeah, that was the wrong thing to do. No, tell him what happened. <laughs> oh, what happened was I got hit in the um, the body, and so the body punch. And have you ever been hit? And it takes your brain like five seconds to catch up with your with your everything else. And I, I lost all the wind in my body, all my functions, and I went down. And I said that was the end of my boxing career. <laughs> yes. So no more of that. <laughs> but when we, when we talk about you no know, you guys uh, about being extraordinary you know going from average to extraordinary um you no know, Dr. Joy you know you, you had this conversation the other day about about the 212 degrees um uh, can can you elaborate on that a little bit and and see if that manifests about what, what the what the conversation is Absolutely well first I want to say it's an honor to be on this uh radio show today with all of you with these greats um so it's an honor and um, Sugar Ray, my boys are still waiting to have a TikTok dance competition with you, and we can talk about that later. But uh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, boys are TikTok superstars. Uh, oh my gosh! But um, I, I uh, grew up in Birmingham, Alabama, and uh, went off to the Naval Academy when I was eighteen. But I, I was uh, blessed to be in a family that my parents, uh, just like you, Sugar Ray, inspired Ray. Um, that I was growing up in a family where they constantly said things that like. like like you mentioned, you believe in yourself, do what you want to do. Um, I wanted to fly a combat aircraft at the time. The combat exclusion law was, um, I, it wouldn't have been allowed, but I kept trudging along. But one of the things throughout my life was reading, like JC's book, and um, always inspired by my, you know, some of my parents, coaches, but also things I read. And there's a book by um, Sam Parker and Mac Anderson called 212 Degrees. Yeah. And one of the things you mentioned, um, 
Sugar Ray was that um, you have to believe in yourself and put in the work. And that's what they talk about. We can read and read and be inspired and motivated. But a lot of times we stop at 211 degrees. And the reason why that temperature is important is um, at 211 degrees, water's hot. But at 212 degrees, water boils. And that's what the book is about, is um, if we can take that extra degree to make that difference in the temperature, we can power a steam locomotive. We can make it move, machinery move. And in humans, that's I always I think of that is we can read and be motivated. But if we don't take that action of the hard work and getting back up when you fall. Um, Ray uses that analogy of y'all's fight when he was in the kitchen a lot in this in the speeches, the motivational speeches he gives, because he, he talks about that feeling of you feel like you're not going to keep going, you know, where you feel like you're you've been hit in the gut and you're not going to keep going. And he does. So no, I wanted to stop. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you talk. You talk yeah. That, well, I was just getting started. <laughs> but 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 that, that's one of the major things to make when when, when we look at back on I mean, this question for both you and Rashad about, you know, uh, you guys didn't have to be the most physically gifted, but you worked at a different level. Um, what was it that pushed you to work at that different level and to know that, OK, if, if I if I just give two or three percent more or one or two degrees more that I could not just be good, I could be great. So, you know, uh, Pops, you want to start? Well, it, you know, it, it, it was just intuitive. I, I just wanted to, to win so bad. My whole thing was about winning. And that song you guys played, Ain't No Stopping Us Now, Yeah, I love that song. That song was was a part of me. It made me cry. But it also, no one's going to stop me. And that was my mindset. Excellent. Rashad, what about you? What, what, well, what made you, you want to working? Ray, Ray, before we bring Rashad on, we're going to take a station break. Oh, but man. We're going to come back. We're going to come back and we're going to ask that question. You got to pay the bills. It's your life. <laughs> it's your life. I'm James Coley. This is Ray Leonard Jr. <laughs> James and Ray have more motivation and inspiration for life's challenges still to come with It's Your Life. Build a better business today with Launch Team Consulting. Launch Team Consulting provides human resources, change management, and ethics training for businesses and organizations looking to create a culture of excellence. Launch Team Consulting is here to increase revenues, productivity, and teach you how to launch your business to new heights. With over 90 years of combined experience, the staff at Launch Team Consulting can help improve business performance and strategy. Visit LaunchTeamConsulting.com to learn how we strive to help business owners develop a solid foundation and solid building blocks of leadership so that they can flourish. Launch Team Consulting also offers executive coaching too to help business leaders achieve professional goals. Contact Launch Team Consulting at 619-940-6362. That's 619-940-6362. Or visit LaunchTeamConsulting.com. That's LaunchTeamConsulting.com. Putting you on the path to success with Launch Team Consulting. It's Your Life is back. For more lessons on life, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Now, here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's Your Life Radio. This is Ray Leonard Jr. And this is James Cooley. Hey, wow, man. You know what? This is so exciting. Ray, you was asking... Uh, 
not Sugar Ray, but uh, you was asking. Uh, I was asking Rashad. Uh, Rashad. Yeah, I was ask, asking him. You know, well, what is it? You know, we talk about that next level um, that go takes you from good to great. What is it that is that driving factor, or what pushes you to to want to go through that wall? Because most people stop when they had that adversity, and uh, you know, you you and my my father and, and so many others ha- have push through that wall where most people stop. What, what is it that, that puts you guys in that space? Um, I think it's different for everybody. You know, for, for me, um, you know, it was, it was a bit on the, uh, on, on like your father said, you know, just want to push myself to the limits. But there's another part of it too, that stems from, you know, just, just my upbringing and everything else like that. You know, I grew up with, uh, a lot of resentment, a lot of pain, you know? So, my sport was a way for me to vent out all of that, that, uh, that negative energy, you know, and I found a good way to, to let out all of my frustration in life in my sport. And for me, it was all about just, uh, just outlasting the pain, you know, just, just out suffering, suffering itself, you know, And, and that's what I would try to do. I would just try to, outlast everybody I went against in suffering. And I knew that because of my life and what I endured growing up, I can outsuffer anybody. So that's what it became about for me. It's just a competition of who can last the most, who, who can take the most suffering. Rashi, I got a question for the uh, uh, youth out there that's uh, looking at you and want to do the things that you have done and accomplished, what would you tell them if they are looking to uh, follow in your footsteps? What type of advice would you give our young kids? Um, I, I, w- I would say, and what I do tell, tell my kids, you know, I just tell them to uh, whatever you decide to do, you know, make sure you're doing it from the right place to begin with. You know what I'm saying? I think that so, so much in our society, we just, you know, just do things just to do them unconsciously without even putting too much of conscious thought to it, you know, and really diving into that on a conscious level. And um, I think, you know, when you start to mentally plug in and consciously get connected to whatever you're doing, the results and no matter what you're going to, no matter what is going to be uh, what you hope for, you know, it's just bringing yourself to that point and being disciplined enough to stay there. That's, that's excellent. You, you know what? It's, it's interesting that you say, you know, you give that information to your your kids as well, because, uh, you know, people always ask me, you know, Ray, why didn't you become a boxer? What was it? And your, your dad didn't push you. And, and that was the, one of the big things. My father never pushed me to to be a boxer, but he pushed me to want to be the best that I could be. Um, and, and normally, you you know, you want your kids to follow in your footsteps. My, my son, Jalen, is oh, football star and my other son's playing football um but I, I never pushed him because i didn't get that push back my myself to to do it but it was always pushed to be the best person that you can be so mo well, pops tell me tell me about what was that thought process about not trying to direct uh me in you know uh your direction well i think first and foremost it was like well the brutality of it you know boxing uh, it's really a poor man's sport but I mean, although I don't want to make it sound like it's just just you know black people, Asians, and this and 
itself, but for the most part, it is indeed a poor, a poor man's sport, put it that way. And because there are points in that in those rounds, I'm sure I can attest to this. You got to dig deep. You know, you got you got to say, I, I want to win this fight because I want to buy my mom, my parents a home. I want to get my parents a car. I want to help to pay them, pay the rent. I mean, all those things should be in my mind. The only reason I turned pro, the only reason I became a professional fighter, was because my father was in a coma when I came out of the Olympics. Mm. He went into a coma. We had no money. Everyone's crying. I'm crying. And I asked my mentor, James Moore, I said, James, how can I make fast money? He said, turn pro. I didn't, think, I didn't give it a second thought. I, I turned pro. Wow. And so that my thing, my life or my career or my legacy was inevitable at some point. Although I wasn't that you know, tough guy on the street, I encouraged everybody out, but it was meant to be. I truly believe that. And it's, it's interesting that you, that you say that because you got, you know, you know people that, that are, uh, of course, you, if, if you're in, in a dire situation that, that you you want to get out of that and, and maybe you have a different kind of dog, different kind of fight in you. But I, I think it's more um, kind of a, a psychological thought process because I, I've, I've seen people that are. Um, you know, from different backgrounds, but their desire to be great, desire to not be average, and desire to yeah. be better than everybody else is, is just inbred in them. And uh, and it, and I think it's a function of what you see too. Um, you know, like like you, know, you talk about Granddaddy that you know he raised you know kids on a sixth grade education, and right, yeah. he, he wasn't going to be denied. <laughs> so I, I think it's sometimes it's it's just what you see that that makes you think that okay, I don't want to just be average. You know, I got, you know, another thing is the fact that I remember, I remember vividly uh, being asked at the Olympics to say, so Ray, what, what do you want to be? A reporter asked me that. And I looked him right in the eye and I said, I want to be special. And I caught him off guard because he was waiting for me to say I want to be the world champion, and I, which I wanted to become. But I said, I want to be special. I didn't know what special meant at the time, but I knew people like icons like Muhammad Ali, my friend. He was more than boxing. He was boxing. Right. And and so like when when, when you guys are looking back and you're seeing um you know uh, I saw the video of Mike Tyson coming coming back and and Evan, uh, I just got somebody just sent me something said Evander Holyfield talking about coming back. What is it you know with with athletes in in, in particular but people that are are high achievers that it's hard to turn off. Rashad, what do you think? Uh, no, it's, it's, um, it's medicine. It, it's the highest of the highs. You know, there's, there's not a drug yeah. on earth that can get you to feel like you feel once you, once you ride that ride, that emotional roller coaster that is a fight, you know, because when you have a fight, uh, you find out you got eight to 12 weeks to prepare, whatever the case may be, you're thinking about that day. You're thinking about that event for that time for like 12 to 8 weeks and then when you get, as you get closer to that fight you know your your mind starts to play tricks on you and and then that's when the game truly begins because at first when you first started training camp it was all physical it was all about just physically putting yourself through it but then as you get closer to the fight now your physicality is all built in and you are what you're going to be but now it's all mental 
And if you don't hit that transition it halfway through camp and start making a mental adjustments, then when it comes to fight night, you're going to have a hard time mentally getting in that space that you need to to perform the way you want to. So it's just about learning how to ride that ride, but more importantly, not being afraid to do it and overcoming it. And once you do that, it's an addicting feeling. There's no feeling like that in the world, challenging yourself like that. Rashad, you place you you put that so well. I mean, you play, I mean, really, that people don't understand that. It's like to have your hands raised. It's the biggest. I mean, it's the biggest thing, and God, nothing really compares to that. And for me, I, I I kept I made more comebacks than anyone because I was trying to save my own life because of the alcohol and drugs that I was consuming. But nothing could give me that same satisfaction of having your hands raised. It's 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 powerful. And you 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 brought, you brought up something something uh, major, pops. I mean, we we talk about you know overcoming adversity, about having that 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 joy and the, and that that, that energy and, and basically the addiction of of the screaming fans and everybody. Um, you know, I was immersed in it with you, so I, I I consumed it from a different standpoint. But for for for, for Doctor Joy and for, for James, like you you guys were outside as as fans as well. So what 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 was that like? You know, on 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 that side of it. On the fan side, um, well, well, I'm going to talk a little bit about Ray Jr. <laughs> from, from the fan side. Um, I think that um, Sugar Ray, um, obviously very impressed with your family. And um, I work with Ray Jr. And um, when we talk about gifts, you um, encouraging him, you know, and sending him into the path he wanted to do. He has a gift when he speaks to people. And if you um, ever have the chance, if any of y'all have a chance to see him on a stage, like in front of, you know, several thousand Navy sailors or the Marine Corps or corporate, whatever it is, his ability to reach people and make a difference. And I think um, one of the things that Sugar Ray said about um, he did it for his family. I think that's a common theme that if we look beyond ourselves and how we can help people, I think from a fan perspective with you, Ray Jr. and Sugar Ray, both sugars, I think that you, you look beyond just yourself. You look at like starting a foundation to help other people, um, encouraging and mentoring young kids that are out there. JC does the same thing. Um, that that is what makes a difference. And when you talk about the word special, to me, you've already done that. I mean, you what you've the impact you've had on so many kids and so many adults and um, traveling around with Ray for work, just seeing that the the impact you've had for lifelong on a family and, and fans is is amazing to me. Thank you for that, Joy. Checks in the mail. These these superstars, these legends that are Hall of Famers that take the time to appreciate the fans and appreciate the the support. It, it, it's a whole different level, you know, than just saying, "Okay, I, I made it, so now it's just all about me." And I think that's inbred, and I think that's why you have that not just that temporary success, but you have that legendary success uh, where it lasts beyond a generation. Yeah, I've watched uh, Sugar Ray at events and. The, the time he takes to talk to fans and young kids and um, just that that extra time he takes where he could leave and keep going. Um, you speak to he he stays after long, you know, a long time to, to take that time with fans. Yeah. So it's as um, you know, we, we, we talk about it and then you look back back at it. And we have YouTube. We have all these uh, different ways to, to see, you know, our great moments live. I, I love it that the video is now and, and uh, that my 
a lot of part of my life was was caught on camera. Um, but talking about catching stuff on camera, um, you well, know, well we, Ray, Ray, we're gonna have to take a stage. <laughs> oh man, Ray. <laughs> killing me, James. <laughs> but but we're gonna come back and and we're gonna bring our next guest on. All right, uh, I was leading right into it. <laughs> <laughs> it's your life. I'm James Tolan. This is Ray Leonard Jr. <laughs> James and Ray have more motivation and inspiration for life's challenges still to come with It's Your Life. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. It's Your Life is back. For more lessons on life, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Now, here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. Wow, Ray, you know, this has been fascinating. Uh, just listening to uh, the great men and uh, the, the great doctor there as well, uh, you know, discuss things and educate, uh, you know, our, our listeners on what it takes to uh, go from average to ordinary and to maintain greatness. Uh, I think you was getting ready to introduce uh, our next um, guest. Yeah, yeah. So we, so we were talking about, you know, having everything captured on camera and, you know, the effects of that because, you know, we have a young generation that, that's so visual with everything they do. And it's amazing to be able to catch some of these things on, on camera from some of our legends. And uh, I want to bring in uh, Mr. Mike Sherman. Mike, you there? Ray, I'm here, man. Man, Mike, Mike is is a, is a media <laughs> mogul that's doing some uh, amazing things. Uh, you know, he has a great show called Before the Fame, and he's you know done Mike Tyson, he's done my father, he's working Sugar Rashad Evans, he's doing uh, uh, Dwayne Wade. I mean, everybody. Mike, Mike, welcome to the show. Hey, Ray, thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here, my brother. Man, it's 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 crazy, guy, because we could go on all day long and have this conversation and just talk about you know with these legends and and you know it's like we are homeboys in the locker room we just have a conversation <laughs> yeah. and, and, and enjoys talking from the other side <laughs> but, well, i agree with you man I, I think it's fascinating to find out the stories success stories behind all these icons and in sports and entertainment and music and what have you it's just amazing how they all drive for greatness and it's just really interesting to me so so tell us about before the fame and and, and what you're doing and, and and your media company and how uh you know it inspired you to to want to capture you know what happened and, and why these people went from average to extraordinary well, that's a great point. I owe it all basically to you, and you know why. I met you about 25 <laughs> years ago, 
and uh, you open the door to me to all these different people in, in entertainment from celebrities to athletes. And I just was always interested in, in that type of room of, of individual. And I just put a lot of work into knowing more on how these people became so successful. So I started a television show, a local show about 15 years ago in Miami, Florida, with really very little experience and not much knowledge about the industry. And I had an opportunity to interview some really big stars right before they became famous. Uh, and, you know, some Kim Kardashian and Justin Bieber and Lil Wayne and, you know, all these names that were just on the very beginning of their careers. So I kind of got a lot of footage from them. And then over the years, I said, wow, what are these guys doing now? So I kind of regurgitated a lot of old footage and I came out with a concept called Before the Fame. And what I do now is I go down memory lane and I talk to people that were there at the infancy stage of some of the biggest names in sports music and entertainment before you know, they hit it big time on their, on their journey to the top. So it's a 30-minute documentary that I do on broadcast television every week, and we're syndicated in several different markets across the country. We're in Atlanta on CW and Miami on CBS and we're in Chicago and Fox. And I just kind of take a road down memory lane of today's biggest names uh, in sports, music, and entertainment, and that's what I do. So it's like it's like thirty yeah. for thirty, but sexier, right? Because <laughs> you know why? You got Mike Sherman on there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Mike, 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 I have seen some of your work, and uh, I'm fascinated. Um, I, I, I got this question: Were were you good at being a host in the beginning, or did it did you have to? put some work in to develop your skills to be where you're at today? Well, you know, that's a great question. I was a stockbroker for many years on the phone, talking to people from all over the country, and I never saw them, I never met them. So I had to have somewhat of a good rap, so to speak, and, and able to open up people and to feel them and to see what they're about. So I had a gift always of talking to people, no matter what it was, no matter what subject it was, whether it was business, if it was stocks, if it was sports, if it was politics, I was always good on making people feel comfortable on talking to me, whether they're black or white or Asian or Spanish. I just had that gift. But as my show started to you know, progress and I started to do it more, I started to learn more like in any other professional career. And I started to you know try to um, make my craft a little bit more uh, perfect. So as I continue to endeavor into this uh, arena, I, uh, I try to be the best I possibly can. And I try not to insult a lot of these people because a lot of these celebrities, you know, they get talked, they get interviewed all the time by some major guys from CNN and Fox, all that kind of stuff. And they dig real deep into their lives and stuff. And they kind of may piss them off in a way. I try to talk about the light of their careers, about the good things. And, and that's why they open up to me so much rather than, being a little standoffish because they get a chance to really talk about, you know, the great things that are happening. And uh, that's what I do. And that's why I, I think that I'm able to get so much information from these individuals. And see, Mike, Mike is Mike is like the epitome of you can't judge a book by your cover. Because, you know, when, when he and I were talking, uh, you look at Mike and you're like, hey, but he has more soul than anybody you know. I mean, he knows every single R&B song <laughs> ever. It's, it's crazy. 
It's I crazy. Do. It's, I do. So yeah, he and I hit it off because we had a love of music and love of entertainment. Um, mm-hmm. But so here, Mike, I'm gonna put it back in in in, in your corner again. Um, you have two legends on on the phone uh, on a, on the radio right now. Um, what question would you want to ask them that you had didn't get a chance to ask them? Because you know we talk about you know, the similarities of people that go from average to extraordinary. And what do you what do you think that is? Um, I'm gonna put the ball back in your court. Well, I, I think the X factor or the common denominator from average to extraordinary is, and I've been, I, I get a lot of this from watching the last dance of Michael Jordan, is I think the work ethic and the will to be the best, I think, speaks a lot, uh, no matter what you're in, whether it's in business, whether it's in, you're in health, whether it's in sports, it's that, it's that, little, that little thing ticking in your brain that wants you to be the best and trying to compete uh, and, and, you know, get that A on the exam or, or, you know, score that winning touchdown. I think, I think that's the common denominator. It's, it's, it's trying to be the top of the class. And I think that's, I think that's what it is. Yeah. Man, it, it, that's, that's, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. So, um, you know, pops, like you would normally be around this time, be preparing for you for your charity event for, you know, the Sugar Ray Leonard foundation. Um, you want to tell tell you know, the audience a little bit about your foundation and, and what's going on and how they can support, even during this time when, you know, we're not able to be uh, you know, close together. How can you know, we still bring and support, you know, such a great cause? Well, we started, my wife and I started the foundation, Sugar Rain and Foundation, uh, uh, 10 years ago, 2009. And uh, it was about reciprocating. It was about giving back. I, I'm such a blessed individual to have been in boxing for almost 50 years. And it's just about giving back, especially to uh, diabetes, because uh, my father uh, had diabetes. Uh, my, some of my friends, either they or their kids have diabetes. And, um, you know, again, um, again I'm redundant. Um, I want to give back. I want to give back. I, I made a, a, a huge impact in the ring, but I want to make an impact outside the ring. So we started the foundation, and uh, we had incredible partners, B. Riley, FBR, Inc., um, who has been invaluable to me and to the uh, foundation. We just have people and individuals who, who are so uh, grateful and, and with gratitude. We do a boxing event um, that Oscar De La Hoya with his uh, Golden Boy Promotions. He's been doing it for the... For the very, from the very beginning, and it's just been wonderful. And and unfortunately, with the quarantine, this uh, coronavirus, uh, it's not going to happen. Well, well, so, I have, I have, I have some ideas. So, and how we, how we can, uh, can we, we'll talk after, some this, of that. after the show, okay? Yeah. <laughs> so, Rashad, uh, I, I want to ask you as, as well. I mean, I, I know you had so much success inside the octagon, and, and to be a legend, and, and to be a champ, um, but what makes you tick? What 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 is your biggest thing outside of the ring that you want people to know you for? Um, I, I just want to give back, you know, uh, and and I have already in so many ways, you know, I've for the longest time since I moved down to South Florida, I started a team out here. Uh, we were called the Black Zillions, um, and you know, with that team, I had a lot of different guys come under my wing, and I and I would mentor a lot of them. Uh, one one of the guys I mentor now, he's a champion, you know, Kamara Usman. But that's that's what I like to do. I love to 
to give back and to help people achieve their dreams because I, I was helped along my way. So I, I like to pay it forward. And I also um, work with some kids. Uh, there's this, this project called Always Progress. And what we do at Always Progress is that we go to the inner city schools and we work with the, the kids between like, um, like uh, 11th and 12th grade, kids are free to ready to make that adult transition. And we, we find that these are kids that are usually left behind, you know, and these are the kids that we focus on. So uh, we, we, um, we, we play, we send them on field trips if they're, like if they're if they're writing uh, if they're like in a writing class or something like that, uh, we, we send them on field trips so they get the chance to experience uh, different things that they never would experience being from you know uh, inner cities. A lot of a lot of these kids have never even left the city, uh, so being able to get them out the state and and to get get them to have different experiences, you know, is our goal because as we know, the experience that we have in life, it shapes our mindset. And a lot of these kids, they're having such a narrow mindset because they're not being able to leave the, their, their area. So that's another area we, wow. we help out, that I like to help out with the kids. But um, doing anything like that along those lines, giving back, helping out, that's, that's, that's what drives me now. That's my motivation. And also I work with this company called Onyx Sports, and we make equipment. And equipment that we make is... It's gonna. It's like um, it's MMA equipment specifically made for MMA fighters because now what the fighters use now is we use equipment that's either from kickboxing or boxing. It's not usually suited for MMA. So there's a lot of injuries that happen because we're using equipment that's not adequately equipped for us and in our needs. So uh, my my partner and I, um, Trevor Whitman, Trevor Whitman, who was the founder, um, he used to make equipment in his basement and. Uh, you know, he he's got this vision, okay. and uh, he he's he's been doing it like that. So, excellent! Wow, you know what? This is this has been great. I want to thank each and every one of our guests uh, for coming on and, and taking the time to be on our show. Why well, it's been our absolute pleasure. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. Man, but, we, uh, yeah, we had so much more to go. <laughs> so it's like, we got, they got to have him back on. But we, yeah, we we, th- we thank you all for being on. We appreciate you. We love you, and uh, we're gonna do something big in the future. All right, guys. I tell thank you, you so much. We, we we certainly gonna do that. But uh, you know, we we want uh, our audience to come back next week. Uh, it's your life. I'm James Cooley, and this is Ray Leonard Jr. We'll see you next week. Same time, same station. <laughs> Join James and Ray next week at this same time for more It's Your Life, where you'll learn how to dream big, think big, and be big. For more about James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr., how you can support the show or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Come back next week at this same time for more motivation and inspiration on how you can become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow.